Five, four, three, two, one. Let's do this. This is Pro Wrestling Uncut. With your host, the Tiger Man. Cole Dawson. Movie. Let's do this. All right, Kodak Radio Network. Uh, I'm your boy DJ Barbecue with Buns of Steel, Jay Fowler. Uh, Jay, thank you for being on the show. What's up, man? I appreciate you having me on. Oh, I appreciate you coming on. Um, let's tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you started, uh, where you got your your little uh, craving for professional wrestling. How old were you? Um, I believe I was seven years old. Um, you know, I, I knew about wrestling before then. Uh, you know, I played the video games like Super Nintendo, I think, and, uh, you know, watched wrestling from time to time. But I was never really hooked. And then I guess about seven, maybe eight. Me and my dad slipping through the channels one night, and Goldberg was on Monday Nitro, and it was his first match against Hugh Morris, and I mean that was just like that just hooked me right there, and that went to commercial break. We flip a couple of channels, and there's Kane and Undertaker doing some crazy shit, like lightning on the stage, rings on fire. I was like, Yo, I have not seen this side of wrestling, and then that was right. it was a weekly thing from then on out, man. You were talking about video games. Like, what are some of the wrestling video games that you remember now that you know there's this height of kind of uh, a retro mania thing going on? Oh man, but I'm, I'm going to start off by saying like the game, like the 2K games that are coming out now are just awful. Um, but like nostalgic stuff, you know, No Mercy. Uh, WCW versus NW Revenge. Oh yeah, uh, classic WrestleMania 2000. Yep. Yeah, the SmackDown, like the original SmackDown series. Like, man, those those were the shit. Who who would you play? Um, now let's see, Revenge. Like, man, it was Goldberg all the time. Oh yeah, always Goldberg, always Goldberg. And then uh, No Mercy was The Rock. Like The Rock was my dude on that game. I think same thing with WrestleMania 2000 too. Right on. So you uh, you ended up getting into wrestling more later when you got older, like kind of more into it um, as a teen. Uh, with with the flipping back and forth, like everybody did. Uh, which one did you mainly uh, see yourself attracted to more? Uh, WWF Monday Night Raw or WCW Monday Nitro? Oz, the WCW guy. Right on, right on. Yeah, and it sounds yeah. like Goldberg was was your boy then. Yeah, man, it, it's like people give me shit for it all the time, but like you know, when you're a little kid, dude, and it's like, I mean, that character was just crazy. So that, yeah, Goldberg was my dude for WCW, and The Rock was my guy on WWF, man. Right. Uh, you know, we'll still stay with uh, you know your your younger years here, but it kind of. Uh, go off and uh, open up the bubble here a little bit more. Um, what parts of The Rock and Goldberg have you think that you kind of maybe used in your your time right now that you're in professional wrestling? Um, probably just my ass being indestructible is probably the only thing I use, like, <laughs> close to Goldberg. <laughs> right. You have a great workout <laughs> regiment, that's for sure. That's uh, yeah. well known around the Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and, uh, you know, the big thing for The Rock for me where I was like, I mean, like, they always talk about his electricity. I mean, that that was real. Like, I mean, he made everything electric. So that's something now that I'm trying to develop and uh, get more into having a personality and and uh, being able to talk and cut promos and, and, you know, really just be me and letting it out. So um, that's something I'm trying to get to right now. Right on. So you get up to your high school years. Did you go out for uh, amateur wrestling then in high school? I did not, man. I played football and basketball through high school. Okay. Okay, because most people that I have interviewed that go through wrestling, most of them, you know, have done in some cases, you know, amateur AAU wrestling and that. Right. You went you went right. the football no. and baseball part. Where do you see that kind of helping you with your development as you grow and, and get experience in professional wrestling? Well, like, and here's like my dad took me to like amateur wrestling. It was like, you know, you can wrestle, you can do this. And I was like, yeah, what the hell is this? There's no, there's no entrances. There's no, right. what are you talking about? Like, this isn't wrestling. <laughs> so I was like, just uninterested in that. But I was always a huge football and basketball fan. So I wanted to play those sports. Um, it, as far as like helping me like transition into pro wrestling, like the biggest thing is just that the athleticism and like the conditioning. Right. Um, because, like, when you're a kid and stuff and you're watching pro wrestling on TV, you don't really think about, like, the athletic part of it or the conditioning part of it until you get in a ring and then you're like, holy shit. Like, I'll never forget, like, the first – my first day of wrestling training, that was harder than any football practice or basketball practice that I, that I had ever been through. Right. A lot of people don't realize that, you know. Uh, I hear a lot and seen a lot of interviews, and you probably have, and maybe you can go into a little more detail of this with the, the training part, but it's not like any other training. I mean, you could go through football. I mean, even I've had some people that ha are college wrestlers, you know, high school, went through college. They still, this is a whole different breed. So can you go into a little detail about, like, some of the training that you have to do that differs from your football or baseball, you know, training to your professional wrestling training? Man, there's, like, there's nothing you can do. People and people ask me this all the time. I'm a personal trainer, and you know, so people are always talking to me about this, and asking me about this. There's nothing that you can do to simulate in ring training. You have to be in ring because there's just there's nothing that that can compensate for that. You can run on the treadmill all you want. You can do all the burpees you want. It's not going to translate to in ring. There's no there's nothing you can do to replicate in-ring cardio and in-ring conditioning so it's got to be in-ring drills i mean that the more you're in the ring the better you're going to be i mean that's just that's how it is right do you uh think it's more endurance wise that is different uh when it comes to pro wrestling training to to other sports yeah it's just and it's it's and it, it goes the same same way no matter which way you're taking it like if you're a basketball player and you go to play football you're not going to be prepared for it because it's a different wear and tear on your body. So it's the same thing with wrestling. Um, it's just a different wear and tear on your body. I mean, you got to think about like, if you're playing a sport, if you're playing football, you're mainly playing one position. You're the running back or the quarterback or the, you're the offensive lineman, whatever it is. Um, same thing for any sport. So you really have just kind of this one thing that you have to focus on. With wrestling, it's not. It's everywhere. You're running, you're jumping, you're taking bumps, you're slamming people. It's a lot of different stuff. Right. So, you know, you, you said you were a personal trainer as well. You, you've done yep. a lot of training and that stuff. So you're in the football 
uh, aspect of mindset, what would be different from how you have to prepare your body and keep obtain your body's momentum and, and your, you know, healthiness compared to what it would be now with professional wrestling? Um, would be different. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a tough question. Um, well, let, let me, guess, let me again, kind of rephrase that a little bit. Okay. So you like, I, I played football, uh, training wise, lifting weights, stretching, doing all that. Uh, what would be different from, from what you have to do to prepare for a game? Uh, if you want to keep, you know, your muscles strong and all that, uh, is it different to when you are in professional wrestling now? So I think it's just like a difference in like, again, going back to like what position you play. Okay. So like you're preparing for a game and I'm the running back. I'm doing everything that I need to do to prepare to be the running back for X amount of carries of that game. So for with wrestling, it's, it all, it's all about what style you are. I think so. If, if you're Lucha Libre or your strong style or your powerhouse or whatever it is. So you have to, condition yourself in order to be able to work the way you want to work right if that makes sense yeah no that totally makes sense that that actually uh helps out uh, uh answer that real well so now you're in professional wrestling you're starting out you're getting going um you've told me this uh previously before uh not on on the show but where did you get your start in pro wrestling um so i started with central empire wrestling and austin bayless in 2008 right on uh what was it like starting out i mean take us a little bit behind the scenes if you can uh what it was like going through those doors uh so the first day of training was actually a training seminar with sean davari oh okay yeah and i mean it's just like a complete shock like you just have I'll never forget that first bump or the first time I hit the ropes. The ropes is always the thing that stands out to everybody, I think, because, like, you just don't really think about hitting the ropes. Then you hit the ropes, and you're like, holy shit, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of people think it's not that hard. I mean, it's just ropes. They say that it might be a little spongy or springy, kind of like elastic. No, these. this is actual rope. Uh, in some cases, yeah. I've heard that it could be uh, – uh, a, a rubber with a wire in there to kind of hold the longevity and a little more safe so the ropes, you know, it yep. doesn't break. But uh, what what was that feeling like when you'd run the ropes, like you, that impact on your back? It, 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 it's like being hit in the back with something like a stick. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, just over and over again. That's what it feels like. I mean, I remember having the bruises. I mean, you could just make out the ropes clearly on my back, you know, the next day, like the bruises. And... Tattooed yourself then, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I started off, we started off with cables. We had, we had like the cable rope, like you're talking about, the cable with the, with the rubber around it. Right. And that's what we started off on, so. How long did it take you to get used to that? Because, I mean, the human body obviously morphs. You got muscle memory. Uh, it, it adapts. It evolves uh, over the years. When was it that you started kind of getting used to it, or do you not ever get used to that? Um, no, you absolutely do. Like you said, like the human body is amazing. Like our ability to adapt to all kinds of different things is just, it's unbelievable. Um, and it, like I, I tell people that today, like to think like, cause people think what I do is crazy when they find out about it, they're like, what? And they're like, they see my stuff and like, you're flipping and doing this and that. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, you land on your head here. Like, are you, are you hurt? I'm like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> and it's, 
it's crazy that your body builds up this like conditioning for it. So it's, it's just unbelievable. Um, as far as like getting used to it, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe like a year in, you really start getting it. it and that, that it's just, it depends on, on your time in the ring. The more you're in the ring and the more you're doing it, the more your body's, the quicker your body's going to get used to it. So, um, everybody's different also. So, but I remember probably about a year in, like the ropes didn't really hurt that bad anymore. And the bumps weren't that bad anymore. So how long was it before you start having your first match? Um, one month. Okay. I was trained for one month and I did a, like a little like gauntlet style match. It wasn't much, you know, I like went in and got beat within a couple minutes or whatever, but, um, and then the following weekend from that, I had my first singles match and on from there. What was your mindset? I mean, that has to be kind of a uh, surreal moment um, when you're walking, you know, through the curtain, going out there uh, and going to the ring. Uh, can you give us a little uh, rundown on how it was and how you felt? Um, just excited, you know, like I don't, I don't think. I try not to think too much about anything and I people don't believe me but I don't get nervous really um, I do from time to time but like, I really don't feel any nervousness very much in my life so so it comes natural um, to you then yeah like I just I, I'm a real focused guy and I'm always focused on like what's the next thing or like what's right in front of me you know like and so that I mean that's just how I take everything so like thinking back on like I still remember like the, the little gauntlet match or whatever and like going out the curtain and it was like, and I, and I had this mask on, it was like just some stupid gimmick. So it wasn't like, I wasn't worried. I was like, man, I'm, I'm about to do this and have some fun. Like, this is awesome. So, and I still feel that way every time. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay, what was your, like your first, uh, first name a pr promoter gave you before you finally, uh, came into your, your shell of, you know, being buns of steel. I mean, because you, your workout regimen, like we've said previously, is, is phenomenal. Um, and you, you keep yourself very healthy and, and well. Uh, what was some of that first uh, kind of um, naming that a promoter would give you before you went out there? Uh, so, like, like, you know, being a month into training and and, uh, and Austin says, I mean, I think, I think you, like me and the other guys I was training with, I think you guys are ready to, like, has some sort of match, maybe like a battle royal or a gauntlet match or something. And he says, just think of something stupid um, that you want to do that you won't be worried about. And, you know, we'll put a mask on you or whatever. And, and I, I said, super fly. I, I, and he said, cool. I love it. And he's like, we'll spell it differently. And I was like, all right, awesome. And then I had these like purple, like these purple pants that I had and this purple mask and, and they're like, what do you want to come out to? I'm like, oh, I'll just do like some techno music or something. And I'll just like be dancing around or whatever. So that was, that was it. That was, <laughs> that was the start. <laughs> so when did you start feeling like you kind of got the, the rhythm of it where it just felt natural to you after a year of training it, you said it took you a month before you had your first match. So you're probably doing matches uh, quite often at that point. Uh, when did you feel real comfortable? Like it, you just, you know, it was just smooth. Like you didn't have to worry about anything anymore. Um, maybe. I mean, I always felt comfortable. Like, 
that's the most comfortable I've ever felt in my entire life is like being in that ring. Um, but like as far as match wise, I would say probably three, four years, I started kind of like feeling more confident. Okay. About it. And it's a never ending process. Like I'm still going through the process. Like it's always changing. Right. Uh, I started an interview and he said, if you ever feel like you can't get any better, then you're done. Right. And, and I mean, it, it's true. So it's, it's a, it's a never ending process on, uh, on that end. So you said that there's four years uh, going past. When did the, the actual, the man, the buns of steel, Jay flower finally just, you know, come out and, and, and debut. The buns, um, well, the buns, the buns of steel thing kind of started back in 2016. I still had the mask on, still doing the Superfly thing. Um, actually, I gave, uh, I hit a whisper in the wind on Devin Thomas, and my ass hit him directly in the face, and it it gave him this just gnarly black eye, eyes all swollen and everything. And so everybody started joking around that had the buns of steel, and I was like, man, how to run with that? So yeah, you looked like you, with... you you looked like you sucker punched him with you with your yeah. fist. Uh, that's how yeah. bad that black eye was. And that that was my ass, man. So um, so I kind of started playing around around with it then, and uh, and then I started getting a lot of feedback from from people like, you know, if you want if you want to keep going with this, you need to take the mask off. And everybody's always told me I need to take the mask off because I'm a good looking dude, and. Uh, so I finally said, you know, at this point, I was closing in on being 10 years in the business. And I was like, fuck it. Why not? Right. Why not? You know? So, uh, who were some of off. your uh, opponents that you faced after uh, Buns of Steel came out? Because the word started flowing like, hey, man, you got to watch out. He's, you know, there's, it's not just, you know, the the arm moves or, or the leg moves it it's you got an ass to worry about because that's going to pop you right in the face and the people would be like hey you ever seen his eye that you know he gave it a black eye with his ass so that's just like a a boxer so uh who are some yep. of the opponents uh that you've started out going against uh well like, you know Devin thomas you know i've had some real bangers with him um you know jason strife i think you know after after I started with CEW, kind of Jason Strife took me under his wing and, and mentored me and and uh, started me with Magnum Pro, and and that was really awesome. And I've had, you know, a lot of bangers with him. Uh, I feel like every time we have a match, it's better and better. Uh, Duke Cornell, another guy that I have a lot of bangers with. Um, recently, like, with, uh, with the Bugs of Steel stuff, uh, Man Scout Jake Manning, I've had a really good match with him. Um, and then I have actually a big match coming up is, uh, Matt Cross, me and Matt Cross, February 1st for now, this is wrestling. Uh, so that's going to be huge. Yeah. You're the champion, then, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be my first title defense there. Um, and then to end 2019, I had a couple really big matches with Joey Ryan. Yeah. Uh, take us a little in depth with that. Cause that's, that's you, you've, you've gone through 10 years of being in professional wrestling and now 
you're hitting forces with one of the all-time great pro wrestlers as well. I mean, yourself is a great pro wrestler, but now these two uh, entities are colliding. Let's uh, take the viewers and the listeners a little bit into this. Oh, man, it was like, like, I still can't put it into words, you know, like I can sit here and call it amazing and incredible and all this, and like, it just doesn't do it justice. Right. Um, we wrestled once uh, back in September of 2019, and and that match, that was for CEW, that match was that match was great. I had a lot of fun. I was really happy with it. It just wasn't in front of the crowd um, that it needed to be. Right. So then to close out 2019, we wrestled again uh, for Journey Pro down in Kansas City, and it was just – it was in front of the right crowd, and it was phenomenal. I mean, it was just unbelievable. The match is on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, please go check it out. It it, it needs a ton more views. I mean, this thing should have a million views at this point. Uh, but you got to hype this match up a little bit because, I like myself, I it, it was an amazing match. I've said this about Hall of Famer – uh, Donnie Pepper Cricket about his match with Joey Ryan. That should have been like on TV, like with Impact Wrestling or anywhere else. Uh, this match that you did with Joey Ryan at the end of the year uh, should have been on TV as well, too. I mean, you, you're, you're being humble. I, I get that, and I, I praise you for it. But you damn near broke the ring with him. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit how you broke, almost broke the ring? Yeah, so, it, you know, he, he got my hand and went on the dick. The hand was stuck on the dick. There's nothing I could do. He's wrenching me. I'm like, shit. Well, I got a defense mechanism, luckily. And as he went to flip me, I front flipped to my ass for the butt bomb. Boom. Place went crazy. And you, you damn near threw both the ref, Joy Ryan, out of the ring, and that ring just damn near collapsed. I mean, I encourage yeah. people to go find that on YouTube. Uh, it it's you, it, it's not something that you expected, but he was able to reverse it a little bit, flip it, and then boom, there was the butt bomb. Um, it was it 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 was it's up there with a, a great moment in in professional wrestling. Uh, what yeah. was it like after the match? when it was over. I mean, you had to be on cloud nine because, you know, you, you oh, did, yeah. didn't like the other one. And, you know, you're pretty, you, you critique yourself pretty well. Uh, so what was this like after the match was over? Well, and it's, it's not that I didn't like the other one. I, I love the other one. But this was just another level. Like, you know, the crowd makes or breaks everything in our business. So when the crowd is that much, is just that invested in your match and, and the chants are going – and I mean, we just hit a home run, and there's 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 nothing that can explain that feeling. I'm not an emotional guy by any means, and I make jokes about like not feeling things or and stuff like that. But I I fucking felt that, and I don't cry very often. But that night, I mean, it was I was close. It teared me up. <laughs> it, it was it a me up. it was a great match. Uh, yeah. So speaking of matches and that stuff, you want to like maybe run down. Maybe some of the ones that you remember the 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 most, like you're you're not like you not really to say it's like your top five, but like what are the ones like matches that you that meant the most to you when you did that, you know? And we'll, we'll minus this one out because that that's part of the list. Why don't you go another four that was really memorable that you've had? Um, I wrestled Shelton Benjamin in July of 2016, and. 
that was, I mean, that was right up there too. I mean, until this Joey match, I, I said that was the best match I've ever had. And I mean, it's still right there. I mean, it was an amazing night, amazing match. And, and to get a standing ovation that night. And as soon as I got in the curtain, Sheldon was there to give me a big hug and thank me. And I mean, I'll never forget that night, never forget the, that experience. I, and I learned so much that night, like, Oh my God, I learned so much. Um, so that one's right there. Uh, had a really good match with Mustafa Ali right before he signed with WWE. That is pretty high up there for me. I don't know if I can go just four, man. <laughs> no, that, that's fine. Um, I mean, you know, keep going if you if you like. So those two, yeah, like me and Ali, we tore it up, and I'd watch Ali work um, in IWA Men's South for a long time. I'd always watch the IWA Men's South videos and, and seen his work, and I mean, we just went out there and had the banger that I wanted to have with him, and again, another one of those things where, like, the crowd reaction was just amazing, um, especially for the finish. And then, you know, last year, uh, me and Devin Thomas just had this crazy 30-minute back-and-forth match uh, for the Now This Is Wrestling Championship uh, that I came out victorious on. Um, that was another one that, that really got me, made me feel some things. It, just just an incredible back-and-forth match. And, and the finish was insane, and, and it went perfectly, and and when when things go the way they're supposed to, it's just it's the feeling is unbelievable. And then probably one more that really hit me, and this was last year as well, was uh, a match I had with Jason Strife at Magnum Pro for the Magnum Pro Championship. I believe that was August or September. I think it was August of last year. That was again. I mean, me and him. Every time we get in the ring, it feels like it's it gets better and better. Um, he's taught me so much over the years and, and it's just always a blast to be in there with him. And the thing about that match was we told a amazing story. Like it was just great. We told a story and the crowd got it. And yeah, that was an, another night I felt. So I'd say probably, yeah, those, you know, probably top five there. Right. So, you know, you have a lot of success in singles competition, and it shows because you have the you know the championship from now. You're going to be facing off against Matt Cross in, in February. Uh, let's go because something's going to lead up to what's coming up here this Friday. Uh, you've had some tag team matches, and you've had a lot of success in there. Uh, what are some of the tag teams uh, that you've, you've had over the years in the last – well, I shouldn't say over the years. I should say the last couple of years. So, you know, I've, I've always been – I would, no matter what opportunity I get, I try to make the best of it. So I, I've always kind of got thrown into some random tag team, and then we end up, like, you know, hitting a home run with it. Um, so me and Donnie Pep – if I can talk right. Me and Donnie Pepper Cricket. Um, yeah, Donnie a little, was a huge in- – Yeah, you had a little pepper. On, you had a little pepper on your tongue a little bit there. You kind of Yeah, like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So – you know, Donnie, Donnie was huge for me when coming into the business. Like, he was there from day one. Uh, you know, I, I used to call him Papa Don. You know, he was, yeah. he was like my wrestling dad for starting off. So, to be able to go in and, and we kind of got thrown together as a tag team. And then to be able to make something out of it, we uh, the first ever Magna Pro Tag Team Champion. So, that was really cool. And we had a really, I think, a year-long run with those things. And it, it was that was a blast. And any time... 
if I'm tagging with Donnie, if I'm just in the same building with Donnie, it, I love it. It's a blast. Right on. Um, now you recently you know, had a match. Team. You had a uh, well, real quick since you mentioned uh, Hall of Famer Donnie Pepper Cricket. Uh, you recently had a match, singles match with him uh, for the Tinsel title. Uh, he kind of interrupted you a little <laughs> bit uh, when you were doing an interview. Uh, you yeah. know, you were there with uh, Darlin Arlen. Uh, you were trying to do the chair challenge and to kind of give the listeners a little rundown. I, I think he kind of interrupted you a little bit and challenged you. Maybe sure. I don't know the whole story, but maybe you can go into a little detail. Yeah, so uh, here I am. I'm trying to do the Buns Steel Challenge. So, you know, here's the breakdown of the Buns Steel Challenge. You get to hit my ass with whatever you want, and I guarantee my ass is going to break it or it's going to ricochet it back in your face, one of the two. So, you know, Darlin Island comes up and he's like, man, look, look at this chair. I, I break this ass on your, or break this chair on your ass. Man, I can't talk right tonight. Anyways, and I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do the Bunch of Steel Challenge. So here we are getting ready to do the, do the video. And in comes Donnie with his tinsel title gimmick, trying to pawn this thing off on whoever he can. And, and I, I guess the rules is he has to pin you in order for it to be on. So whoever loses gets the tinsel title is what it is. Right. And so he decides to take the bunch of steel challenge with it. Sure enough, ricochets in his face, knocks himself out. You know, I pin him. That way he keeps the tinsel title. <laughs> and, I mean, that was that was it, you know. You, you damn near took his head off. I mean, he, the, 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 the force oh. of him slamming, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, he come back and it hit his face. Man, I thought he would have broken his nose. Man, I, you know, and I, I love Donnie. I didn't want to do that to him, but he's bound to determine to get rid of that sense of time. Maybe it'll happen someday. Well, so so now we had a little fun with, with that. Uh, some of your other tag teams that you've been in, uh, named a couple of those other ones. We'll go with two more. Uh, so, yeah, me and Donnie, we were super pop. I was still in the mask in the Superfly thing. Uh, first tag team I was ever part of was me and Brian Gott, or Bo Gott. You might know him as that. Um and we were got Superfly. Uh, had a lot of fun there. Had a nice run back in CEW. Um, Brian's my brother. Anything to do with Brian, I loved. So had a lot of fun there. And then recently, uh, down at Journey Pro, me and Mighty Micah kind of got thrown together as Thumbs and Buns. So, that, <laughs> and I mean, that just caught on like wildfire there at Journey Pro. So that's right on. That's been a lot of fun too. Awesome. Uh, so, you know, I, I kind of noticed that when you talked earlier about The Rock and uh, and Goldberg, it seems like those been uh, pretty influential with you in your progression. Um, you know, you, you kind of are electrifying when you go out to the ring. Um, you, you hit damn hard. Uh, it is your buns of steel. Uh, it hits damn hard. I mean, you've, you've basically almost broken a guy's eye socket. You've almost broke Downey Pepper Cricket's nose. Uh, I mean, he, he's the one that decided to take the challenge. So I guess that's, that's on yeah, him. Yeah. Um, so that being said, let's break this down. This match that you're going to be having this, this Friday, it's a, uh, it's, it's basically a tag team match. I mean, you could say it cause there's more than one individual. Uh, what's going down here. It sounds like there might be, uh, an invasion going on is from what I hear. Yeah, man, it's crazy. So, uh, Zello pro who, uh, is up in like the Milwaukee, Chicago area. They uh, decided to try to book a show in Kanza Hall down in Kansas City where Journey Pro is out of. 
and I've been with Journey Pro since day one. I was on that first show. I've been on every show since. We've been building something special down there. It's been real amazing. So then all of a sudden, Zello comes in and tries to steal our venue, and we're not having it. So this Friday at Conza Hall down in Overland Park, Kansas, it's Journey Pro versus Zello Pro. And, I mean, they got a ton of matches. So the match I'm in is I'm a part of Team Journey versus Team Zello. So we got me, Christian Rose, and Gary J versus Pat Monix, GPA, and Jesus Bryce. How this all come about? Like, I mean, what what gave them the idea that they could come to somebody else's territory? I I have no idea. I think, you know, initially from what I've heard is they they tried to pull the oh we didn't know you ran shows down here kind of thing. But I I'm calling bullshit on that. I think they I think they saw the cool shit that Journey's been building down there, and they try to swoop in and and sneak some of that success. So, and we're you know. We're not putting up with that. Well, I I, uh, I wish you good luck on that. I uh, hope uh, all all the success on there. Uh, a- even after this Friday, uh, and you got a couple weeks there, you're, you're coming up with an even bigger match. You're going to be defending the heavyweight championship from now this is wrestling against somebody that's a heavyweight in himself and people's champion, if you want to say, uh, in Matt Cross. I mean, it is the year of the cross. It is 2020. Uh, what's yeah. your mindset going into this match? Man, it's just, I'm, I'm just excited and ready, dude. Like, it's freaking M-Dog 20, man. Like, that's crazy. I can't believe, like, if you had told me this, you know, 10, 11, 12 years ago, whatever it was, like, you're going to be wrestling M-Dog 20, you know. I'm like, yeah, right, whatever, dude. And, and here it is. It's happening. My first title defense. So I'm I'm excited to get to defend the the now this wrestling championship. It means a lot to me to uh, be a fighting champion. So excited for that and just the opportunity to mix it up with somebody like Matt Cross. He's if you've seen any of his stuff, he's an unbelievable athlete and can just go for days. So I I'm excited for the test. I'm I I, I love pushing myself to the limits and seeing how good I am and that <laughs> he's the perfect test for that. So, now now you yeah. you being in football is this is a perfect opportunity to run film. Now, have you watched any film uh on Mr. Cross, Mr. Mad Dog 2020? I I have been um actually last, at one point last year he was on a Journey Pro show he wrestled Jeremy Wyatt. They had an incredible match. I remember I watched an entire match just cuz I was excited to see those two wrestle each other. So I remember that match very vividly, and then yeah, you know, here the last month I've just been doing some scouting. Um, I know him and uh, him and Matt Seidel just had a had a crazy match out in California like a couple weeks ago. I watched that, so just just been doing some scouting. What what do you want your opponent to know about about the match and where you're coming from with this? Because I mean, that's this is I mean, you're not you're not uh, uh, you're not champ for nothing i mean you you are that competitor that main event competitor now you're going with the main event this is a big match feel and so like what does he need to know about this match before he comes at it with you shit man i hope hope he doesn't know anything (laughs) i hope he knows nothing about me i mean that's the best that's the best situation for me is that he knows nothing about me he knows nothing about my my buns and these buns of steel like 
I, when when people don't know about the buns, it works out very well in my favor. So um, hopefully he hasn't done his homework. And he, I mean, he's such a great athlete. Like as far as athleticism is concerned, I'm sure he's be able. I mean, be able to hang right there with me. Probably got me. But but the the buns he's not ready for. At least I hope he's not ready for. Because when people run into those buns it's a big wake-up call. So, well, we'll just have to have him call Denver Thomas and ask him about that or Donnie Pepper Cricket about how bad those yeah, bunch yeah. of steel hurt. Uh, all yeah, I got yeah, it. Tell him to call Joey. Tell him to call Joey Ryan. I was just going to I was just going to mention that because I'm like, if that match with Joey Ryan was any indication, uh, I mean, I, I know the history of, of, of Cross. I, I, I've seen his work. Uh, I'm not uh, underselling him at all. But, uh, Matt, you're going to have to uh, – prepare because this isn't uh this isn't any match like you've had before that that's for sure um jay yeah. why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners where they can find you uh where they can follow you and any other news that you had because the platform is yours uh yeah so instagram and twitter are the same it's at jay buns 31 and i love that tag um <laughs> so please follow me like my stuff retweet it all that good shit like let's i need to get my fan following way up so let's get it going uh facebook the bones of clj fowler same for youtube i got a little youtube channel there i don't put a whole lot on but i put uh got me and joey on there i do the uh sunday Monday fun day videos those are up the bones of still challenge videos are up so please guys give me a follow like my stuff help promote me I mean, it's the name of the game. Exposure's key, right? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's expose these buns a little bit, all right? Well, it, 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 you know, speaking of uh, exposing the buns and all that stuff, uh, our co-host from our other show on the podcast, uh, Cole Dawson, the biggest icon in professional wrestling, just sent me a message and wants to know: uh, Is there any funny road stories that you'd like to tell, real quick, before we go off air? Oh, man, I don't know if we have enough time for that. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to close the show out, but, you know, when the biggest icon of in professional wrestling wants to uh, speak and ask, have questions asked, I guess I got to ask and we got to see if we can get an answer out of you. Yeah, I mean, I, most of my road stories, they're about me getting drunk. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Not like uh, one road story that I uh, heard from uh, one of our guests, uh, Jeff Conley. He was driving and uh, uh, his uh uh, road buddy uh passed out in the uh in the front seat with his shoes on and you know what the old saying is is you don't pass out with your shoes on and so he decided to do a walter chop onto the guy's chest i mean he didn't cup his hand he went flat-handed and the Ooh. guy literally thought that he was in a car accident freaking out uh all scared until he like actually realized that it was just you know jeff just pulling a prank so uh we're kind of hoping we could get some stories like that out of you but you know hey uh we're not gonna push uh, we're not going to go yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I had an eventful night last Friday, so I mean, you know, that's, but again, it's more, it's more. Do I need to put the N17 uh, logo on here before we start getting into this story or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Jay, yeah, uh, it's great to hear from you. I appreciate you being on the show. Nothing but success here this Friday, uh, especially, uh, you know, I don't want to be biased, but I am a Midwest boy, and I, you've been here in the Midwest for quite a while. So I hope a lot of success for you when you defend your championship 
the now this is wrestling heavyweight championship. Um, man, I don't know what else we can do other than uh, if you want to cut a promo and, and take us out. Man, I, I just I just want to say thanks for having me on the show. Like this is something that I've been wanting to do a lot more of lately. Get on some podcasts. This stuff's a blast for me. It's, one of my favorite things to do is listen to wrestling podcasts. So, so to be on them and, and, and get a bullshit with you guys and, and have some fun. I mean, that just, that means a lot to me and I appreciate it. Um, other than that, man, you know, keep your eye on these buns and, and make sure, make sure y'all keep it peachy. And speaking of peachy, peace, we're out. It's brought to you by KBack.rocks. Rock radio the way rock radio should be. Go to KBackRadio.com and listen today. Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue. Our brothers from another mother, they make barbecue so good. Mm-mm, it'll put a smile on your face. Remedy Brewing Company. It's the remedy for what ails you. And Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Go to MidwestAllProWrestling.com and get tickets and feel the excitement.